0: Welcome along to episode three of the Bang Average Racing Podcast. Um, you've got myself, Matt, we've got Paul, Dave, Mal and Gary as per usual. Um, and yeah, it's it's good to be back with you. So this week, our special guest is none other than Alan O'Brien from sunny Scotland. How are you doing,
1: Alan? Not too bad, not too bad. Obviously, <laughs> busy day, stuck in the house. So <laughs> uh,
0: Well, I'm sure there's, there's many things to entertain you there, but... Um, yeah it's good to have you on the podcast. I know the guys have been keen to to get someone of your caliber to come along and uh, talk to us about the well I suppose the, the the fun world of racing in Scotland. Um someone once called the northeast the easy region. I think that's actually Scotland, but that's a that's a topic for a little bit
1: further on. <laughs> it, it's that. definitely up definitely up for debate. Well, then, then, <laughs> who who, who would, would that the easy region.
2: region? Mr Burke. Mr. Burke. Yeah, right in, okay. In Burke, yeah, yeah it was Ian, uh, Yeah. He,
1: the thing is, this- is, in the northeast, how how many F two places are up for grabs in the northeast? Like, what's an F two?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Something that none of us are anywhere near.
1: Got a keyboard in it? Yeah. <laughs> many, you, you any idea how many of them are up for grabs in your region?
0: Not a clue. Nah. But I would nah. I would guess there's a lot more up for grabs in Scotland because there's only two F ones.
1: There's is only right? yeah. There's One. only. Two or two or three F two positions. There's not many up for grabs is in Scotland. Yeah, yeah, not do that many. Is that just, a-
3: does that go off the, the amount of numbers that enter each year, or is it just think, is that what Scotland's allocated? It's yeah, it goes
1: off like a percentage. It I definitely think it's, goes off it's, uh, a percentage. It,
0: does it not go off what Scotland's actually capable of? <laughs> right.
2: um, um,
4: for, just, controversial. just for <laughs> Matt's benefit, Alan is uh somebody who plays ice hockey and likes a good yeah. rap. <laughs>
0: It's all right there's there's around about 150 miles in between us right now so um...
4: yeah he doesn't like beating up little people either like so you're safe
1: listen <laughs> if yeah. Dominic Cummins can leave home so can I <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it I like I, like it. Him,
0: I must admit Alan one, one of the things that really gets me entertained is, is when you have your rants on Facebook and some of them are very well founded which we'll come on to so uh, it's always entertaining when when you get a chance to read your posts um, there's obviously a few things we're going to mention before we, we forget so you've, you've just recently started your own youtube channel is that right
1: yeah i mean i already had a youtube channel but it wasn't like dedicated to rc it had rc tutorial videos on it and what kind of michael orlovsky had been on it me to do more since he was doing his and some of my videos had had a lot of views on my other ones. so i thought i'll make a completely standalone channel and keep it separate and it's going alright. I'm quite happy with it so far with the amount of views the videos and that I've had, so I'll be bringing them out. Not as often as Michael. He bombards you with videos. Mine will be a bit slower on release, but maybe one every couple of weeks or something.
0: Is that a bit like Team Orders in, in F1? Um, Is it Buzz <laughs> that's actually controlling it and not allowing you to bring out more videos than Michael?
1: I, I think I, I better not overtake him on views, like, <laughs> rein that back in. Nah, Muz I'm just would, taking not, them whatever people happy. ask for. Just people, whatever they've asked me for, people have asked me for things in the past and I've just got notes of the next few videos. The next one's going to be shock maintenance, the one after that's going to be one thing for me when I started the off-road racing that I had no clue how to do it and to most people it was simple, but I didn't know how to acetone my tyres. How mm-hmm. much acetone do you use? What, what kind of box do you use? Where do you get acetone? Those kind of things. I'm just going to do a really simple cool. tutorial like that for people mm-hmm. as well. Just That's going to be one of the next ones. Yeah. to be I just, fair i think
0: it's, it's a lot of the simple things that just get bypassed and forgotten about because they do seeing... they get overlooked yeah um so um, alan you know can, I, mean? can
4: i can i put a question for a video how how, how best to careful um, how, how best to drive in a straight lane with me car mate it's not, <laughs> 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 it's not happening
1: unbelievably difficult for a lot of people for what i yeah, see no. so so drinking. obviously yeah
0: <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a lot of topics um we're going to probably fire quite a few questions your way, uh, so um, get ready. Uh, have you got a drink? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in good. the kitchen. We're fine. Excellent. Because the Iron the most Brew... That's thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, because <laughs> they changed the recipe. I, no, I, I, I love Iron Brew, but the new recipes... Shit. Shit. Yeah, it's horrible now, isn't it? <laughs> uh,
3: oh, they changed it. I've never tried it.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, they Half the cause, sugar. Because of sugar tax, it's no good. A <sighs> couple of the stables. I actually... Uh, I can claim it to be, you know, kind of... Um, <laughs> quarter Scottish uh, by uh, blood, but I also lived up there for about four years uh, in Glasgow, so um, the, the East-West rivalry, um, it's an interesting yeah. one.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's always... Glasgow think they should be the capital of Scotland, don't they? That's, that's their thing, we should be the capital, we're the biggest city, but that's nonsense. I'm from, blurb, <laughs> I, from Edinburgh, so... Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I have to admit that um, when anyone ever asked me, you know, which, which would you prefer, Edinburgh or Glasgow, I would always say Glasgow because that's where the real Scots people come from. Um again, I'm 150 miles plus <laughs> away from it. I'm not telling you where I live. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's anyway, Glasgow is Glasgow's the that. only place what's that? I'll tell
2: you where Matt lives. We realize...
1: <laughs> Glasgow's one of those places where my, my wife's from Glasgow and when I first started seeing her like I. I went to take her to work one morning at nine o'clock and it's the only place that through in the mid city centre in Glasgow there's somebody walking about with a tenant super at like 9am. Like
4: Alan, that was the first time I met you, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: That's actually something I used to see on a regular basis when I left the the, the flat I was living in at the time, I had to drive through the city centre to get to the motorway and it was tenants or...
1: um, Where were you staying in Glasgow about?
0: Uh, so I was kind of um, south side, just oh, about right. fifteen minutes um, out of the posh. centre. So that's posh. It wasn't, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the typical thing of an Englishman moving to Scotland and just taking the first flat that he viewed, and um, I didn't really think about the uh, the local area. It was less than desirable. Uh, part, I don't yeah. like
1: Glasgow. I only go to Glasgow because when we have semi-finals and finals for the Scottish Cup and stuff, they play them in Glasgow. That's the only time I go. <laughs> I hate Glasgow. Yeah, so, uh, uh, that's one of those. But uh, yeah, so
0: there's, there's fond fun memories there anyway, and I, we all um, actually we talking about this today how we, we'd love to make a like a road trip and come up there racing at some point. So um, yeah,
1: we, no, no we've had a few people up quite a few times for like the rounds and that. It's been good.
0: Yeah, good. Um, I think we want to do what we what we refer to as an Andy Scowen and, and come up there and try and get an F2 grade. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> but again, uh,
0: that, that's another Scowen's
3: not an F2. <laughs>
0: you you saw, that, not? didn't you? <laughs> Are you sure? Go on, Mal. Nice. Tell
3: the story. What's that? Tell oh. the,
0: the F grade story.
3: The F grade story. Um I think he'd originally he, on his original application for Soak he'd uh, put himself down as a higher F two than what he actually was.
1: Eagle eye, Mal. Nice, nice. So Get himself sword. a little <laughs> <laughs> now, was
0: was that not for the T regional where the car ended up flying under the rostrum and stuff?
1: No,
3: no, this was actually. I no, um...
2: was,
4: that
3: was uh... so, uh, so uh, yeah.
4: Um, uh, Andy, if you're listening, you want to be a guest on the podcast? Just drop a line. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be fair, we've had a few people that, that have come up to our region and kind of given it big licks before they've got there and be like, "I come from this region, oh, this will be fine," and they've been shite. So name and shame. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't actually remember I've got like the person I can see them, I can't remember their exact name. I just remember them telling people they were really good and they would do really well in that region. Like, I think
4: I think the name you're looking for is Pauline Scow. Like <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, Matt. I never profess to be good. I admit to being shit. But at least I'm good at being shit, you see? Yeah. Well, you are.
1: Paul will tell you some of the some of the drivers up everywhere are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: To be fair, we've been up to, to Dumfries a couple of times and we you know, we had good crack. Um it's oh, good bunch such of a, lads. Such a great track there as well, uh, which we can talk so, about. Anyway,
4: look i so to one point out, no, I went up to um Livingston with my son. Alan was there that day, and that's a hell of a track, that one. Really good outdoor one up there.
1: Oh, it was it was Lot is, is that what it's nah. called? Yeah, it's absolutely aye. Down that's that where we a- had the oople round for, for right, we've had yeah. two two pull rounds there. Two pull right. It's a that's a brilliant that used to be half At astro your home club, Alan? that's yes and no it's it's the club that i probably most relate to but it's not my closest club but it's the one that okay. my dad does most of the the work and stuff and helps out there that used to be a half half astro half grass track right but the the astro wasn't put down with the correct layers and the moles were coming through it and the grass was coming through it and they eventually just got rid of it but I don't it's good, like good track, it's a great well. venue that it could be a permanent track there it's a cracking venue really good so. setup they've got there with the rostrum and the the race control and everything in there and i yeah, think it,
4: it, the, there's, there's permanent pits out the back of it isn't
1: it there's it's better now there's there's more of them there used to be one or two containers for pitting there's four now so yeah right. it's, it's good it's really awesome. good. No,
0: there's
4: one, good there's one there's one for the calendar definitely definitely, definitely. So,
0: it, it leads on quite well actually to my first question alan so uh, I, I know i've, I've listened to the podcast where you've been on um so you don't have to go into too much detail, but it's always interesting, I think, to find out how people got started. You know, we've talked about yeah, where yeah. we started. So um, yeah, just give us a, you know, a quick run through of, of maybe, you know, the classes you've raced in, where you started and where, where yeah, you want to get um, to, I suppose, as well.
1: When I was about two or three, my, one of my dad's friends was in eighth scale nitro stock car racing on the Oval. So wow. my dad took that up. And then... I started practicing when I was four and then started racing when I was seven. And we raced them for, I don't know, five, six years. Raced in various World and European Championships for them. Done some touring car racing for a few years. And then I took, I don't know, I I probably stopped racing when I was about 14. And when I was about early 20s, I kind of got back into racing a bit, doing oval Mardave racing, just for something to do. Okay. and a guy called Martin Wallace up this week kept saying to me come come into off-road because I raced touring cars with him he was one of my main rivals in the touring car he was like come into off-road, come into off-road so I bought a second hand B44.1 and then I went to my first club meeting and I finished second in the A and I thought I quite like this I wasn't like I was good around the flat parts from my touring car but the jumps were a bit alien to me so I went, I sold that car after one meeting and bought myself a brand new car and i only done four-wheel drive for my first year. i never done two-wheel drive. Probably most people starting in two, but I've done it the opposite. Started okay. four-wheel drive. I did the same. Yeah, I just thought because I'd done touring cars that were four-wheel drive, I just thought it'd be an easier transition <coughs> for me. And then to learn the jumping and stuff. That was the biggest problem for me in off-road, was just learning how to control the car in the air, how to take jumps properly. And then I won the Scottish region in my first year in four-wheel drive. <laughs> Wow. So I decided to take up two-wheel drive the second year and I've done, I think I've been racing the Scottish region six or seven years now. So I've, I've won each of them since then. And then obviously doing the nationals, I started them about three or four years ago. And my goal initially was, you start off, I think I started around the G finals and working my way up. Then my goal was make a C, made a C make a B final, and then obviously my goal was to make get an F one, which I did. And then my yeah. next goal was to make an A. So now my goals are kind of just my goal is always retain my F one grade. Okay. And my goal is still try and make more A finals, basically. That's that's so the goal.
0: Did did you actually make a national A final? You
1: did, didn't you? I qualified yeah. fourth at fourth at bouton last year. Yeah. Fantastic. No, it's good you got
3: pre- I think you got presented with a trophy as well at, at Bolton, didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, for making your first national A, you got a trophy. The thing is, the frustrating thing, I was distraught because I, I qualified BQ on the Saturday in two wheel drive and I lost out on the A in countback. Oh, right, tied, I was tied for 10th and I'd had a really good day and I was a day, so I was devastated. So when I, it came at four wheel drive, I just had to pick myself back up and say, Well, I had that pace that day, I can. I know how to set my car up on lower grip sort of surfaces from grass and stuff. So just do it again and, and go for it. And the day started really well, and I thought, okay. And then I start. Then all of a sudden, I was starting fourth, and I thought, my, my biggest worry going into the a finals was, please don't be slow and like hold everybody up. And it's like this train. That's what I was dreading. But when I think once the first final started, and like the four of us at the front kind of broke away. That kind of settled me down for the rest of the legs, and I'd narrowly missed out on the podium by about a point, I think. It came down to the last two or three corners in leg three, so that would have been amazing. If I could have done that, that would have just been like the dream A debut, but I think I'm going to go for more. No,
0: definitely. I think you've got to keep pushing on. One of the the, the standout points that you made there was that actually you started racing off-road with the best brand, in a team-associated no, no. car. Oh,
4: my God, here we go um, again. So, so one Matt, quick... Matt, Matt, you're not getting a drive for CML, man.
1: <laughs> that car only lasted one meeting. So. <laughs> and I sold, right I sold that it and bought a Durango.
0: Oh, God. Um, well, my, my question, I suppose the last part of my question is, when are you going to come home and get another associated? Because I can guarantee oh. you that the, the B6.2 is an absolutely superb right, right. car. So,
4: just so you know, Matt, I'm I'm controlling Discord, Matt, so I can mute you if you don't shut
1: up. I did. I did have a conversation with them in the summer, okay, uh, briefly, when I was like, because obviously everybody's well. My contract when I first started with Schumacher, it was usually run on a yearly basis, but because when I joined Schumacher, it was a year and a half, and then it, it was coming up for renewal again. And it, it's always good to talk to people whether you plan on staying or you've got it in your head, you're going to stay with a sponsor. There's no harm in chatting to other teams or some teams will approach you and yeah. say, listen, we could do this for you. And I was friendly with some people from CML. I've always been friends with Russ from the other podcasts. I chatted to him yeah. about it a bit. And yeah, there was always a potential. I just, I get the feeling from people I speak to that CML are kind of aiming their drives towards a youngish team from like wasn't. I, I so, didn't wh- have dis I, I didn't get to any advanced stages of discussion with yeah, um, yeah CML because I think I'd had the initial sort of opening things with them and then I re-signed for Schumacher before I spoke to them anymore. So, it but, must
4: it must have been a difficult time. I mean if we go back to last summer when the L one came out, it was a hard car to get dialed in. And I think there was a there was a few drivers in our region. I know Dave Will you shut oh. the fuck up? I know, <laughs> DFC, he moved on, but he's he since came back, and it looks like a different car The Evo to what the original L1 was. I wasn't. mean,
1: uh, on grass, the car was great. And most people will tell you, they'll be honest with you, on AstroTurf, we absolutely struggled. It was just... It, obviously, we figured the problem out, but over time, the, it was the bump handling that we just... We couldn't get right, like, with the pistons and stuff. And I think we eventually figured out, don't ask me who the story goes that it was Tom cox and Danny or something via their work worked it out, that what pistons we needed because the board of the shocks are a mil wider than most of the normal cars. So if I say an associated runs 2 by one6 and 2 by one7 pistons, if we put them in our car, it won't be the same because the shocks are bigger. So we we eventually worked out that for us to run that. On Astro, we now run two by 1.8 pistons in the front and two by 2.1 in the rear, and that's the equivalent. And that just—you—you tr- you had a shot of my car at Robin Hood, Paul, with those yeah. pistons, in, and and it transformed car the car. It's a much much nicer car. car to drive like that. you can—you couldn't lean on it before. You had to drive really cautiously, about 80 percent, in case you were going to hit a bump and roll. This one, you can—the way I have the car set up now, you you can lean on that car hard, yeah, really hard. But I remember. It was I remember a struggle. When
2: you... I remember when you've driven that car, Paul, uh, you, you came off the track and basically said that I'm getting an L1 Evo, just yeah. just basically off that run.
4: Surely, and that's it was it, a that's... completely
2: different car to what you'd driven before with the L1.
4: It was The, the L1 that I had, I, I could be on one track, I could be on Astro and I could have amazing side bike coming out of corners. The the following lap, it would be on a toss. I couldn't keep a hold of the car whatsoever. Yeah. As soon as there was any pressure on the under the shocks. It was just giving way. I mean, no matter what I've done, and I mean, I, I'll not ask you, I asked a load
1: of people, and I think everybody was in the same boat. It, we like, were all struggling. We, we were don't all know where struggling. where to go right now. I think, and I, I tell people this, right? And I tell them it's still now and it still stands. Don't just get, take a car and go and copy Michael's setup, right? Michael mm. uses a lot less steering input than most drivers. Michael doesn't use full lock. Michael probably uses up to 50% lock, he very rarely uses any more than that so Michael's setups have an insane amount of steering. You've also got to remember, if you're only using 50% steering there's a lot less chance of grip rolling as to when you go full lock. So my setup is so different from Michael's. Some of his setups are okay for me but if I chuck any of his Astro setups on it, they don't really work for me. His carpet setup is outrageous for me it's far too much steering on the L1 I kind of like a car like how Jorn Neumann likes his and I've been telling like Jorn when I speak to him get more of your setups on the website to give people a choice because they're polar opposite setups they'll work for other people probably drivers at club level Jorn's setups will be a lot better I must
0: admit um watching so at the various events we've been to you know the, the MKGPs, um obviously Invernational etc and Watching Michael drive is—it's really exciting. You know, he's, he's on the edge, um, and I think more so maybe the endurance races as well, where he starts to take chances and actually, you know, the, the racing's more than normal. It, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's rubbing in there, and he, and he's a great guy to watch. Drive. Um, and he obviously gets the most out of the car. But you're right. I think, oh, absolutely. Um, I used to copy his setups when I, when I had Schumacher cars, um, and and I never really got on with them. Um,
1: Oh you, so, you won't though. You just yeah. won't. The thing is, like at the GP, the one just passed. Were you, yeah. you at the one just passed? The, the yeah, we that were, yeah, carpet. We're sorry, we're sorry. Like yeah. I've already publicly stated, <coughs> it's not. A, it's not a secret. I hated that carpet. Like I honestly, it was, hated that. It it. Like Velcro it was, it was. I weird. hated that, and I said if there's another one, I, I'd have to weigh up whether I was <laughs> racing on that or not. So in two wheel drive, I was on the same setup as Michael because we were all struggling to get the car where we wanted, and. I can tell you right now, Michael winning on that setup is pretty amazing because that car was like a cat on a hot tin roof. It was unbelievably difficult to drive. I mean, it was quick on a lap, but man, it was hard to hold on to for five mm. minutes. So, so I was it impressed like, by that. It
2: sounds like Michael's more sort of old school where everything he does is, is in his, like the most of what he does is in his thumbs rather than in
1: his the, cars are the, always set up. They are set up well. But they're just set up for him. That's and that's the thing. They are yeah. set up for him. You've and people forget that not everybody drives the same. Some people like some people take like Michael will take his car and I'll see Michael, I've had a shot at that yourself. That has got so much steering he's like he's like, Alan, this not steer enough. I'm like, what? like, what are you yeah. talking about? Like, what is wrong with you? He's actually English has got better since then. So, I, I, play Michael most, I play Michael most nights. No, no, I play I play VRC most nights with Michael A, and we, do, we have a good laugh on that. Like, Alan, can, on I,
4: that. can I just put a question to you? Let, let's say yeah. you were on a, on, a, on a track that is a 30 second lap for your, your car. Yep. What, do you, what do you reckon your times would be, just as we're talking about Orlowski? If you picked his car up, what do you think your times would be with his setup versus you on a 30 second lap?
1: What do you think the difference is in setup from his to yours? So, as in what? What time I would do with my setup and what time I would do with no, no. his.
4: What, what, your car, his car, what time do you think you would do with his car against what you would do with your car? I would go slower with his car. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, is uh, it a considerable difference to you?
1: On a single lap, probably the same. But right. on consistency basis, no, I wouldn't be able to keep his car on four wheels because his cars are edgy, really edgy. But because of his input, he controls that. They won't feel like that to him because of his minimal input. Yeah. But for me, they just feel on edge. So probably on a single lap, I'll do the exact same lap. Mm-hmm. But consistency basis, all my laps will be within like five tenths, whereas his I'd be on my roof constantly and have been. Right. I've, I've done that. I, I tried Michael's setup. At, the, the stupidest thing at the MKGP I'd done was after first practice, I seeded second in four-wheel drive. And then we had that new L1 Evo flexi chassis and I was like I want the car to do this, I want the car to do that and people were like put the flexi chassis on and I'm like I've oh, don't really, i I've, I've not really used it and they're like just do it and I put it on and I went slower and I was like oh I went slower in that practice I should go back to my normal chassis and then session that we're like no no we'll stay on it we'll, we'll work around it we'll work around it and honestly it, it was the worst thing I'd done I should have just went back to my own stuff because I just couldn't get the car where I wanted it for the yeah. whole day it was just a struggle and I even chucked Michael's setup on in the middle of the day and honestly, it was horrific to drive. It was so on edge. But like I say, Michael likes that, which is why yeah, yeah. I don't take Michael setups to drive because they just don't suit me. I know they don't does, suit me.
2: Does Michael run with the flexi chassis? Honestly,
1: he? he does now. And I, I, so when I came to Nîmes in winter, I tried the flexi chassis at the first meeting on the Evo, and I was like, I've seeing that."
4: My car does not I, I, feel
1: good. I, well, I'm, I changed it after practice.
4: Yeah, I've seen that <laughs> after practice. What, what are you doing there, Alun? Yeah, I'm just taking the
1: chassis off. Oh, okay. I uh, was <laughs> like, I'm I'm turning the tensioner on me springs. <laughs> now, my, my car, I can change the L, the old one chassis in under like seven minutes now. I've done it that many times.
2: Oh, <laughs> champion. For I constantly. know where to go
1: to. <laughs> I've done it so many times Dragon. now, and it's like um, I just at Neem where the carpet wasn't as grippy as like the GP and stuff. the car, it, the flexi chassis is going to be really good I think on Astro, it, it like numbs the car down, makes right. it lazier, so you can lean on it harder, but it, Neem it just took away all my steering, so I, what I'd done was, Jorn Neumann obviously runs similar setups to me, and me and him always run our diffs high front and rear, which makes your car a bit lazier, so I said to Jorn, what are you doing now with this flexi chassis, because I said I'm not getting the steering anymore. And he fired me a setup sheet over, and he had to drop the front diff down, which gives more steering. So he'd obviously encountered the same thing. He'd obviously put it Mm. on and thought, oh, okay, I don't have enough steering now either. To me, it's almost counterintuitive that you have to change something on your car to make the other chassis work. It's almost maybe just leave your car. But then maybe Schumacher want him to use it. Because it is good. It does make the car easier to drive. It it, it definitely does. So, yeah, I obviously wanted to test on Astro, but I haven't had the chance, so... Not yes hopefully we'll get there soon we'll get some
0: outdoors uh, absolutely chomping at the bit for it so um out of all that then um, so for me um like what i've got the 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 6.2 and and i did that and and i've seen a a big difference in my driving i think it's an easier car to drive than previous and um it it certainly seems to suit me Uh, but there's still going to be things that i'm doing you know So Lee Martin does track days, doesn't he, where he'll kind of take people, do track walks and and kind of does the whole kind of um, teaching thing where he's talking them through, uh, giving them tips on how to get quicker. So what's your top three tips for someone that's a a club racer on how to get
1: quicker? What are the first three things you would tell them to do? One thing I tell people a lot is slow your car down for the start. Yeah, Most people's yeah. cars are faster than they're capable of driving Yeah, definitely um, what, But what they'll think is Well, it's not going fast enough up the straight I'll say, alright, well, okay In the race where it was fast enough How many times were you upside down? Five, okay, let's just say each of those mistakes Were four or five seconds while Marshall got you There's 20 seconds The lap times are 16 second laps So you've just lost yourself over a lap in mistakes So even if you slow your car down And don't make those mistakes, you've already gained a lap Yeah, yeah. And no, Yeah other thing I see from newer drivers is, and I was very guilty of this, and it was Craig Collinson that pointed out in my own driving. he used to say to me, you're really, really neat around the corners. But he says, when there's a straight line from one corner to another, point to point, he's like, you kind of just bring the throttle in dead smooth and just roll to the next one. He's like, you need to get from point A to point B as quick as you can, then slow down. So from point A to B, remember to accelerate quicker through them. But do slow down for the corners. That's where a lot of people yes. fail as well. I've, we I've, do st- I've started doing that, that bit because,
2: Yeah, I, I think I was doing the same way. You were trying to just get it around as, as smooth as possible. Yeah. without you know, Forgetting the fact that you've got to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible. People think can. they
1: can't slow down for the corner. But if you watch, people always say to me, and you'll probably notice, people like Lee and mm-hmm. Neil, sometimes it might look like they're going really slow around an apex. And they probably are. As long as you get from A to B quickly, you can slow down for the corner. Going wide on a corner isn't going to gain you anything because you went too hot in it. It's just going to lose more time. Mm. I do have another good tip for a third one, though. This was one thing that really made a big difference in my off-road driving. I used to always find on AstroTurf that around the center of the stick, the car was always like, your car would be a bit twitchy. Even when you numb your setup down, your car always feels a bit twitchy Mm -hmm. on AstroTurf. Putting an exponential of minus 20% on my steering is one of the biggest changes I made in my off-road driving.
0: And is that just on Astro or do you keep it? I run it time? everywhere.
1: I run it oh. everywhere. Okay. Is um, it
4: just steering on you on throttle as well?
1: If it rains on Astro, I run minus forty on my throttle. Right, okay. But I've only done that a couple of times, done it at the Invernational one year I've done it not Robin. Last year, the year before, National. I think
0: so w- was it not right that you went up in, in the heat that uh, there was a there was loads of rain at Invernational. I think it might have been last year. Uh, I had one
1: where me and Wesley <coughs> and Michael went up when it was Pissing down for our heat, but it had been dry for most of the others. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And did you not? You you ran away with it, didn't you? Yeah, me and Leslie, we we were miles in front of that one, yeah. Yeah. Basically, (laughs) all all the the minus 40 done is just just make it a bit smoother putting that power down. Um, Mm. But the minus 20 on the steering, it takes all that edge away. Um, Right. One thing I've done, I don't know if any of you know Stevie Sheridan, I go racing with a few you might have met him. Yeah. Yeah. So, stevie i i make changes to stevie's card or transmitter without telling him because if i tell him and he knows about it it'll be in his head when he goes up so
3: <laughs>
1: one thing i done is i picked up his transmitter one day and i thought oh my god those sticks are so light so i tightened the sticks six full turns okay. the spring and he went about a lap faster and i went did that feel better you were a lot more consistent he said yeah i was like i tightened your transmitter six turns basically his sticks were just too light and what yeah. i noticed over time is if you're racing with light sticks and it feels fine. See, as soon as you get nervous, those sticks feel doubly as light. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it make, makes it, sense, it, yeah. yeah. It, it be, Neil Craig, as soon as he gets on your transmitter, tightens the springs as tight as they'll go. Right. That, that's one example it's, for
0: you. Uh, it, I mean, that, that wouldn't help me because I, I don't drive sticks. In fact, putting a pair of stick, a set of sticks in my hands will make me go incredibly fast into the nearest wall uh um, can you
1: do it do, do wheels have those kind of options yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah so you can change I'm, I'm running somewhere and you can you can change the, the tension on the wheel and on the yeah, trigger yeah. as well so it's a, it's a similar um thing similar thing um, yeah, yeah okay interesting no that, that's it's great to get some tips i think um again it's, it's just those things that you know once you sit back and, and think um you know they, they kind of do make sense uh, but it, when when you sat there at a meeting, all you're thinking about is have I got my the right tyres on, my battery's charged, oh, yeah. you know, am I ready to go? So they all go out the window.
2: Well, it's, it's uh, definitely made me think that I need to start racing with Alan because you know you can make it, changes to my car when I'm not watching. Well, to right okay. others, rather than it's the wheel r- I just like know that. it
1: must. You know yourself. Sometimes you make a change in your driving. You sometimes think about the change while you're racing. with this but do a sneaky one to his car, thing is, would Neil Craig have won the World Championships if his dad hadn't unsoldered a cell from his battery without telling him?
2: Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> would he have went on
1: to win that leg? Who knows?
0: Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, stand back and let the other guys comment because uh, obviously a fellow team associate driver, I can't be saying anything negative about him. Um, <laughs> but I will say, it, it sure, would man. be I was going to offer, Dave, to make those changes to your transmitter when you're not there. Um,
2: you, you don't even know how to pick up a stick transmitter, so don't <laughs> even try.
0: But I'm sure I can manage to reverse the steering or something like that without you knowing.
4: I'll still go faster than you. Imagine, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave, imagine seeing a stick transmitter in, in his hands be watching Jeremy Beadle's left hand, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, look, Jeremy Beetles carrying a plasma. <laughs> anyway... Uh back to the so, serious uh, questions.
0: <laughs> See oh no they, that 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 was the serious questions I think. Um so um what Alan, what's your your favorite form of keeping fit during lockdown?
1: It's uh, a It's not <laughs> not child friendly.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny I, I
0: saw something on Facebook. Um and and yeah, do you want to explain?
1: yeah oh, probably not you. <laughs> i mean i can't explain that my my favorite form of fitness now to be honest my actual favorite <laughs> form of fitness is um i take my son out um skating because i play hockey and my son's getting into ice hockey we got proper hockey skates for in the street so i take him out skating but yeah my wife my wife does pole dancing here listen i'll tell you that's tough that's tough. <laughs> I have a newfound appreciation for the strippers. Alan, did uh,
4: she have a YouTube channel? <laughs> no, not yet.
1: Not yet. I might organise one. Uh, she does.
0: <laughs> right, back so, yeah. in the box, Paul. Um, <laughs> no, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you know we've all got hobbies outside of racing. Uh, well, yeah. so was Anyway, yeah. um, ours tends to be drinking then racing. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's there's always things that you know you can do, and, and obviously with lockdown and the ability, the, the lack of uh, racing, um, it it just brings out the other side. People are getting more involved in other things, which it's, it's good
1: to see. Um, I think for me, I'm I'm used to this life as well. I, growing up, I've always been a bit of like a computer gaming geek, so I spent a lot of time as a hermit in my house anyway. Like honestly, i would be weeks without leaving leaving my house. So this for me is kind of normal. But um, I've got loads of stuff still like games and that to pass the time that I do anyway and I'm just missing my ice hockey and stuff that's my usual sort of keep fit those kind of things in my racing yeah <coughs> um
0: yeah yeah I think we're all uh we're, we're all kind of missing racing as well as other things as well so uh these guys have been quite quiet tonight Alan um I don't know I don't know why I'm sure that there's there's questions come on guys I so, did Alan, buy an um,
1: associated TC3 last week though so that's getting oh. that's getting oh yeah.
0: Just time stamp that bit, lads, and
1: we'll send the, the time stamp of <laughs> us. that
2: buzz. Time stamp that edit it out. <laughs> it was it was my favorite eh, it was my
1: favourite touring car, so I'm I'm just doing it the way I had it when I used to race and I've got one of my old shells and that'll just go on the shelf. Although yeah. um, my son's already managed to snap a wishbone off it, so that's good Oh, start. he sounds like a good lad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually um So I I did race touring car, you know, indoors on uh, a polished floor. That's what we raced.
1: That's what we raced as well. Mainly polished floor. And it was amazing. Loved it.
0: Yeah. To be honest, it was, you know, and everyone at the time were taking the piss, like boring cars and all this type of stuff. Uh, Jamie Chappell, never forget, he turned up to to this meeting with his new techno at the time. uh, And there's me with my touring car. And he was like, what the hell are you doing with that? And then, like, I brought this up a couple of times, but, you know, literally probably about four weeks before, down. He's racing GT12 or something. Or uh, I know,
1: I know, because I called him gay and then when I put a touring car, he called, he called me gay. We just decided that, like me and Stevie, were like, right, we've we've got one permanent track up here indoors, and there's three tracks: there's a touring car track, there's an off road track, and there's a drift track, all in one building. Uh, yeah. yeah, So, like, we said, listen, there's a there's a, a lap record on that track we've never had to go at. It we we'll I build a touring car, we'll have a go at it. Why not? That, that's why we got a touring car. We're just going up there to play about a bit. No. I did try and start a rumour that I was quitting buggies because all the politics and people and that in it. And I was leaving for touring cars, but nobody properly bit it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no,
0: to be fair, you know, like I say, I, I did race them for a little bit and really enjoyed it, but um, I, I missed the the 3D part of the track, you know, the junction. Polished,
1: polished floor racing with touring cars was, was brilliant. That's where I got my, I got my first, my first ever sponsored drive was with CML. So okay. like, that's why the TC3 was like quite a special car. I mean, Craig Drescher used to be the shop rep and he right. used to come around all the shops and he used to race at our club when he came okay. up. Yeah. And I think, I think I beat Craig at our club and then the second night he beat me and I think that's what I think I was 12 at the time and that's what got me my first drive so that car was always quite a special car to me as much as it was a weird handling car
4: Alan, what's your favourite car of all time?
1: that I've had I don't know probably in the touring car days definitely my TC3 that's one of my favourite and what about about in the cool days? (laughs) (laughs) What count as the cool days? Buggies. <laughs> buggies. Oh, buggies. You mean the like the decent, uh, the, the good days. Yeah. Um, do you know what? One of my favourite cars, I do, I, I really, really liked my Durango 410. Right. Really liked that car, despite the fact that when I first built it, I snapped one of the parts on page two and had to order a new part. You know when you get really excited for building a new kit and I couldn't <laughs> even get past page two because I messed up it up. Because I wasn't really, I was, Terrible, like I hadn't really built kits back then. That was my yeah. first ever kit, so it was a bit of a learning curve. And uh,
4: yeah. did you, yeah, run, that was... you,
1: you run Team C for a while? Yeah, over a year. Yeah, I think the first time I,
4: I met you was when it was the Benfield Winter Series, and you were running Team C then.
1: I had a day with a, a little while where I bounced about sponsors each year, just the way things were going. Because because I was kind of like on, on the way up, every time I'd done that bit better, I was just getting offered a better deal and a better deal and a better deal. <laughs> So it was like, I just kept bouncing from sponsor to sponsor as the deals were getting better. and yeah. Obviously, Aidan Burke takes the piss, but I just want to point out, Aidan, this is my fourth year at Schumacher. let point it <laughs> out. How many have... I think Aidan's changed about three times since I joined Schumacher. Is that right? Just, just checking. Hi, Aidan. <laughs> what was it
2: before,
1: what was you before uh, Kyosho? What, the, uh, what before was it then? before Kyosho? can't remember. Um...
2: Yo, he was oh, he was, he, was, he, no, he
1: was a massive um, Lee Martin fanboy. He was a Yokomo. Oh, he yeah. loved Lee Martin. Yoko That's what he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, nah, Aiden's a good guy. I like Aiden. Yeah, he is. He's, he's, he's um, helped us a hell of a lot with, the, that, with getting the good podcast going. Always got a good laugh <laughs> with Aiden. Yeah,
4: good guy. Someone we've got a lot of time for. So back to the uh, the, the RC questions. What's your uh, your favourite track, Alan, in the UK? Uh,
1: Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah. Good call. Very good call. I mean, a soft spot for Bouton, obviously, being my... My first A-final and the fact that I go so well there. Do you know what I like about him? It never gets raced on by people, so the playing field is level. Yeah. yeah. Right, uh, and yeah. I like that. I'm looking forward to the Neem track, to be honest with you. So are we. Getting a bit <laughs> running around that. Yeah, it'd be, nice, <laughs> be nice, it'd
2: be nice to get on
1: there. It's just Can't a couple to of run for me couple hours on for me so yeah that,
2: that's one thing actually
0: that i must kind of applaud you for is the commitment that you've got because we've seen you obviously in the national we've seen you works up winter series um obviously you get way further south than we get um you must rack some miles up um i, and it, I worked it, it out like, a
1: couple of couple of national seasons added up to about four thousand miles each year <laughs> <laughs> wow Wow, that's, so a, that's, that's good going. Tor- torch no, doing, for me is like 440, so...
4: Bloody hell. No, ro- ro- I think we would, we would probably all agree with Robin Hood, mind. It's, it's the one that we always... No matter what we're talking about, be it on the podcast or in, the, in a field bashing, we always fall back to talking about Robin Hood. It's just... It's just what, a great what, track, what, isn't it? What it's James just, and yeah. his family have done with that place is just unreal. Board, I absolutely love
1: the dirt track as well. They just all race on the clay. I've not been on it yet. No, no I've not yeah. been on it. Never been oh, The clay we booked, was amazing. Yeah. We, we were booked in for the first round of the
0: Opel series this
1: year. Um, oh, the GT on the carpet. Yeah. yeah. That had have been good. See, the chain, The only thing that's a little bit different with it now, for the Euros, they changed the jump in front of the rostrum. So the jump, if you ever look back on old Opel videos, the jump used to be higher. Right. right. It was a big, big jump in front of the rostrum. I mean, so much so that I, like, quite a few cars used to snap arms just on landing because it was a big jump. And that track on clay, I remember my first Invernational there, it was, like, blazing sunshine, and it was just amazing to race on. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Hopefully we'll get back to that soon. Yeah. I do hope. Yeah. I, I mean, there are, there is a lot of good tracks at race on. There's a couple of, I've, ne- I've never been to Eden Park, and the only reason I don't go to Eden Park is the M25. It, right, The okay. only reason I <laughs> Park. There's people like Alex Springer that live 60 miles from Sweden Park, and it took him nine hours to get to that national one year. France? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he prob- the boy that drove from Sweden to the, the Reims Euros probably got there quicker than Alex did to <laughs> EPR. I still can't believe that boy drove from Sweden to, to France for that. It's crazy yeah so have you, seen, have you
2: seen the new uh the Nemo race rear that's that's getting built I have
1: I have would you run 8th? I mean I, I would like it purely from the the angle that I started in Nitro so yeah I've done a like I've done Nitro and I've done buggies just not in the same <laughs> same car but I think I'd like it I think I would like it. The only problem with eighth is you've got to have a Pitman and you've got to be the it just seems a bit more hassle I need a Pitman in tenth never mind eighth. Exactly, exactly. My, my dad would have to be my pit man, and I can imagine my dad taking double the time to fuel the car than anybody else. Like, just... It's funny, actually, because
0: um, obviously with lockdown, like I, I'm just going to shut the door so that no one can hear it. Um, I've, I've I've invested in like ridiculous amounts of new cars, and I have bought three eight scale boogies. So if oh. you're in the if you're in the market for
1: one, um... there's something about lockdown with people spending money. For me, I'm the same. <laughs> The same. It's like, just crazy. boredom. Yeah, we, we've you, all you absolute you random, random crap,
2: pointless shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly
4: I mean, like, like Matt's just demonstrated there. Lockdown, you buy shit because you're bored.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, we're all buying shit, and we've got no money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like. I'm the same. I'm the exact same. Like a parcels turn up for me every day. My wife's like, "What have you bought now?" And I'm like, "Oh, look, I bought new three new straps for my Fitbit." I'm like, "Why?" I don't know. <laughs> you <laughs> want to track of them course. steps
4: from walking to the kitchen? At the Aye, exactly. Like I've no tried that
2: one, but he, he keeps having to say that they come in really big boxes. <laughs> it's far too much packaging for them.
4: Yeah, it's just and, and, an
2: iPhone case. That's all it is.
4: Yeah, but you've got to be honest, Dave. Everything is really big when it comes to Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Obviously, no, I got no. that.
1: I got that TC3, but that was a present from Stevie as a thank you for all the help I give him. So thanks, Stevie. Fair dues. Fair dues.
4: I'll buy you a chomp. Nice. <laughs> hey, hey, big spender.
1: I know. I know.
0: <laughs> so, obviously, with, with everything we've talked about, lockdown. Um, we've talked about the fact that obviously racing stopped and it's just been kind of pulled. Nationals are cancelled, all this stuff. What do you think the future is, kind of, you know, the next few years for 110th racing in the UK?
1: I think it'll just keep growing at the, the rate it's been growing because it's been... Even in Scotland, for example, I mean, I think when I started regionals, there was 50, 60 people in total, and now we're up to, like, 145 a meeting. So it's just wow. grown hugely, and it's you've seen that with the nationals. I mean, the nationals, when I first started the nationals, about four years ago, you could almost book into anyone you wanted. I, I got into them all wow. as an F5. Um, wow. mm. Now, what Robin Hood had, now, had I well, Robin Hood had seventy-two reserves. Like That's crazy. it's just crazy, crazy, but it's it, what you need from the sport. So you well, want
2: definitely, definitely.
0: Well, you know, and, and we were saying this on the special that we did with the guys that uh, made the the flying cars movie. That, um, you know, it, we've had kind of mixed feedback about the film. We all think it's really good. Uh, just for the record, uh, but I think what people wanted was more racing. Um, there's a bit of racing, there's a bit of flying cars, but we just said, you know what, no matter what it is that's there, it's all about trying to get the message out, uh, you know, and, and just tell people yeah, this, yeah. This, 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 I think we call cluster as a, a subculture uh, of people that race toy cars. No,
1: nobody knows about them unless they know somebody who knows somebody yeah. and that's how people yeah, find yeah. out about it. If I tell yeah. people, if I say to somebody, I'm racing RC cars, they either misinterpret it as full-size or they yep. think I've gone to Toys R Us and bought a 20 quid car at one <laughs> yeah, race. Exactly There's you. no in-between. They don't know the in-betweens. They don't know the complexities of setups yeah. and stuff. They, so trying to... If people go, like dig deeper... I used to say to people when I was going away, where are you going to this weekend? Like, oh, me and my dad are going away. Oh, I'm just going away to do this stuff. I ah, just stuff. Now I'm trying to maybe explain to them a bit more and say to them, what do you think I spent on tyres last year? Yeah, so that usually yeah. wakes them up. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's that
0: awkward conversation, isn't it? When you're trying to explain to people what it is, um, and, mm-hmm. and you're trying to do it in a way that doesn't make it make you sound like a complete like geek, and
1: you don't want to that... look like you touch kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Funny, Paul, Paul had a question about that, didn't you, Paul?
1: No. Nope.
4: <laughs> no. Oh no, I did, but he answered a WhatsApp. So let's move oh, on.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is like oh, that, though. You do, you is, do feel it, like you feel like the thing is. It, it, no offence to people in some of the circles, in some walks of racing, it does attract some strange yeah. folk. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah,
0: we've seen it, we've seen it.
1: Um, and then certain classes, well, I'm not going to point those classes out, I'll totally offend the folk. But I've been to a few different kinds of nationals through all the different classes, and there's some strange folk. Which Jesus. classes are the Alan? Which classes? I'll tell you on, tell you on that, mate. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me. I'm four
4: bottles of Desperados and two whiskeys down. I'll screenshot it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you really do have to watch, Paul, because uh, even even after one whiskey, uh, you, you can't really trust the kind of stuff you'll put on the internet. But um, that, that, again, is another story. <laughs> to be um... fair,
4: even before a whiskey, Matt, let's be honest.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm, I'm, To be fair, I'm. I'm the exact same. And I just... Keep my usual sort of arguments I cause on the internet separate from my race and purely from a sponsor point of view. Even when I have, like, I, I still have the odd argument at meetings, as Paul knows. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, I almost
4: ended up with a scrap with somebody at work, so because yeah. they, they made a comment oh. behind your back after you'd already had a go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. being Scottish, it's a, it's a temp. Like, I, I keep yeah. it under control most of the time, but I do. I go from, like, sort of calm, 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 and then explode. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like, which is what happened at that meeting. And I just, it did like yeah.
4: Uh, moving on, I, I'm quite often asking you for, for for hints on setup. I watch your videos, Alan. What's the the best way to learn the setup of a new car that you've you found? Where's, where do you start with it? You're putting the L1 down for the first time. Where do you start on setup? Do you well, go shocks? Do you go transmission? What's the first probably, thing you look
1: at? It's probably easier to tell you the way I've done it. What. Like I say to you, I came into off road like seven years ago. I'd never raced an off road car. And when I raced touring cars, my, my dad built them. So I'd done nothing other than change tyres. And in my Mar Dave days, Mar Daves don't have a setup other than springs. So for me, diffs, shock oils, pistons, that stuff was alien. And it was like, it's a bit overwhelming when you first start, to be honest. Yeah, that's exactly what I
2: feel. It's massively overwhelming.
1: It's hugely, <laughs> like. It, what are you doing, put done, some Dave? <laughs> exactly. So we we had a, a track that was about three hours north of me, a permanent astro track, and I was good friends with the guy, and I said, listen, I'm, I'm going to come up for two days. And I, I take a notebook with me, and then what I do is I just start on what would class as like an okay setup that worked there before. And then I write each change that I do. So I'll make the rear links on the car as long as they'll go, drive it, write down what it does, make them as short as they'll go, write down what it does put them back where they were, do the exact same with the front. Then do that for every part in the car. Shocks all the way in, shocks all the way out, front and rear. And just note down what every single change done. Yeah. And the same with diffs. I still do it now. I mean, I went up to the track at air after the GP because after the MKGP, I'd heard that people were running, um was it, what was the oil? Was it, five, was it, no, it was a million. Somebody was running a million in their diff in the A final in two wheel drive, right? Wow. So I'm like, okay. So I took it to air, and I didn't have a million. So I back to back seven k versus five hundred k, just stuff like that to test. And do you know what? I kind of wish I had tried that now at the GP because it's really good with the grips really high. So, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's that's, funny the, actually, that's the best way yeah. to learn. Best because to learn. Um,
0: there was, I think, um, kind of midway through the last indoor season, people were starting to put like you know, I was used to running ten thou in my two wheel drive diff, fifteen thou. And then people started to go to 50 and 100 and, and higher. Uh, yep. kind of, the kind of oils we'd been running in the center diffs in Technos. Um, yep. and, and I was just like, there's no possible way that can work because the science doesn't, doesn't sound right. But when you do it, it's just unbelievable how well the car drives. Uh, so I think I'm sitting looking at my, my car now and it's got
1: 50k in the, in the diff. Um, and it just drives it bears- so well. I think the best thing I can tell you when I back to that, so air, the best way to describe air is grip like the GP, but grip air, right? (laughs) Really? Um, Air air is insane, like the grip air. So I thought that's a perfect testing point for it. So I run my usual 7K, and the car's dead sharp and it's on edge. Now what the 500K did, it just smoothed the car out it felt a lot smoother on power it felt like it took a lot of the edginess away the only problem with air is it's got low, it's all the corners are mainly hairpins and it struggled a little bit around them because it, it took away that steering and it took away like your sorry on power steering so yeah you lost out a bit on that but a track like the gp where it was wider that might have been great the, the yeah. lay down we we have to run sort of lower oils in the lay down because we lose out on steering a bit with that car especially at neem i'm always fighting my car for more steering constantly I don't know about the other... I think a lot of the other cars are okay for steering. I believe it's probably something Schumacher will work on in any future cars for more steering. Yeah. But, but that's definitely but, what uh, lacks and, a little and, bit.
4: And we get race and there should be two new cars out. <coughs> <I think. So laughs> that, that's <laughs> the thing. I mean, what's
1: the, the laydowns? nearly two years old, is it not? So... Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I
0: did make this point the other night in, in our WhatsApp group and I got shot down, but that, that's another story. Um, if you want to send Trish a good starting point for the new four wheel drive, um, I can send you, I'll, I'll, I'll send my B74 up in the post.
3: <laughs> and then you can swiftly you can
4: put, put it, it in, the in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. One, one, one by out? one,
1: everybody's locking off,
0: <laughs> <laughs> apart from the it's, associated drivers. It's certainly a
1: better car than the B64, anyway.
0: Oh, well, I, I didn't drive that, so but I did, I did hear about it, and uh, yeah uh, to be honest, so um, what a lot of people will know about us and our, our team, uh, we enjoyed probably 18 months and two years of driving um, techno four-wheel drives. Um, yeah. And those cars were just phenomenal. Um, I think they, they, you know they, they were this new thing, weren't they you know a very different kind of design for a lot of it, very, uh, yeah, relying on, on the, <laughs> the, the front of the car, et cetera, way forward and all that. Um, and then um, to move back to a four-wheel drive that you could actually... For me, the Techno was like a brute. You could just literally, you know, hit full speed into a corner, slam the brakes on, the car would rotate, and then you're out. Um, the 74, for me, you've got to drive more. Um, but it's actually yeah. quite, a ni- quite a nice experience. And I oh, think, you know, it, it's, it's probably made me a better driver because of that.
1: Yeah, I had a shot of a Techno at Robin Hood. Um... And what I remember, this was You used mine. I had yours, I'd have shot at Jamie yeah. Chapel's as well. And the, mine was the one a thing better. I can Did you have your shots on the front? <laughs> in, uh, like I, in the rear.
4: I can't I think I was on the front and he he's always. So the his rear. is always on the uh, rear. Right? The biggest problem I found with this
1: yeah. car, right, is it didn't steer. That was the biggest problem. Yeah. But one thing I did find, this was back in the days when the old one was still we still hadn't figured out the handling. And it was a big long sweeping corner at the end of the street at Robin Hood. And Jamie took me out at the end of the straight in one of the races and was like, well, you slowed down. I'm like, yeah, it's a corner. I have to slow down. He's like, <laughs> I don't. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then he gave me a shot of his car during the break. And yeah, he was right, full throttle. Full throttle to end the straight, turn right, don't lift. Yeah. car just sat flat through the corner. And I'm like, yeah. if I'd done that, my car would be on the clay track. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the advice <laughs>
4: Jamie gave me. The harder you drive that car, the better it performed. Yeah, That's why it suited I, I was, him
1: so well yeah he, that's how he could rag that thing hard and it, oh, yeah. it worked I, I was quite surprised quite how hard you could rag it i did see him after i had a shot of it i was like if i had this car i would need to move the shocks to the front i would need the back end to rotate more it doesn't turn enough and i don't drive aggressively enough to get that thing around at that speed but i was impressed the way it took the corner at the end of the straight for me was an eye opener. i was like wow that's that was impressive
4: great yeah. i mean I, I had mine out today just just uh, around with it. <laughs> it in. It's, it's, it's had its first break in two years, and for those who haven't seen it, there's a picture on Facebook where the center diff exploded, and the yeah, uh, the, the, in, the, the, the four internal gears came out the housing through the sides <laughs> of it. So, first breakage in two years, I think.
1: It is, it is built like a tank. It's, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's a nice looking car. I mean, I remember when I first seen it and thought, they've built this. This is an American brand. They're going to race on clay. I'm like, there's no weight in the back. How is this going to work? Like, mm. How how is this? But then, obviously, since then, I've learned more about the theory of having the weight in the front and the front end pushing <laughs> on and pulling the car around, so it pushes rather than. And yeah, you can see it when it goes round it. It's see when Tebow won the day, yeah, he just smashed it with that car. It looked unbelievable. Yeah. That was his that first was so meeting much. with it, wasn't it? His first yeah first yeah. First yeah. yeah meeting after he left uh, was a coyote he was with yeah yeah.
3: yeah. There was actually um, someone put a post up on one of the techno forums about a year ago now, um and that actually put the techno on uh, scales each corner.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And it was actually balanced. Oh really? It, it it was it was evenly balanced right across the buggy and they had everything where it should have been. So it 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 looks quite deceptive that everything's shoved forward. Yeah, but the, that is... the, the, the balance was just about spot on equal at each corner.
1: That's that. Yeah, that that does surprise me. Does surprise me. I always check my different cars. I always put them on the scales and check the forward bias and stuff on them and see what's different. Just just a comparison. That, that's good one, to know.
0: one piece of pit equipment you'll never see me have is a set of scales. Nope. Um, especially after nah. lockdown, <laughs> because I want <laughs> nothing to do with uh, weighing any part of me or a car. Um, it's, it's it's not a good story at all. Uh, yeah, no, look, it's great. I think uh, we've uh, obviously we've bombarded it with questions there. You're probably uh, uh, sick of the sound of our voice now. Um, so, you know, all the other podcasts will always say, is there anyone you want to thank? Any sponsors, anyone else, um, etc.? Yeah, yeah, so yeah,
1: obviously. Go for it. Yeah. Obviously want to thank Trish and Moz and all of Schumacher, really, because they've been really, really good to me. I do have to thank my wife as well, because she is patient. I race a lot and she never gives me any hassle about it. And is also, my dad, in the cause... room? No, no, she's, she's <laughs> not, actually. She's not. And, and my dad, because he fits the bill for all my hotels. So, thanks, dad. I think nice. that's, that's classed as a, nice. a
0: true family effort, which is great to see. Um, yeah. definitely. To be honest, you know, we, we all do, um, I think we all understand the the pressures that, that um, can come when you you go into all these different race events, you know, there's obviously you've got a you've got a family life, etc. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it it it's got it's it, it's an added dimension. But yeah, yeah there's, people, there's
4: there's one thing I'd like to to mention. Um, is just for, for me. I know you've helped a few of the lads, but you've always gone out your way to to help me with the setup. It hasn't made us any quicker because I'm not that good at driving. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> uh, as a team driver for Schumacher, a great representative and uh, yeah. oh, without a doubt. I, I would yeah, thank yeah, top you, top man. Thank you. Yeah. Top
1: man. I will always, for anybody listening as well, like my private messages on Facebook now are always open for any help that people need and on the YouTube videos or anything they want to see. I'm always there to help. So just give me top, a shout. Lad.
4: top lad Alan. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no, no, problem. Thanks, no thanks problem. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, no problem, you, boys. You, you've made us more credible straight away. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's been <laughs> you haven't for... made <laughs> any faster, but you've made me more credible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, thanks, boys. I appreciate Cheers, it. Tom. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Al. I'll see, you later. Yeah. see you soon, See you soon, Bye.
0: Bye. So, thanks uh, to Alan O'Brien uh, for coming on the podcast this week. Um, he's got to be the most dedicated RC racer to come out of Scotland. Um, last thing to remind you all about um, is just to mention our sponsors. So, we've got Moss Models um, and 10RC who sponsor the team. Uh, and we've got the new sponsor of the podcast, which is Go Gaming. Um, you'll find all of those uh, on facebook and various social media Um, you will also find uh, team bar on facebook instagram twitter and youtube all that's left to say is we are the bar